0: You're listening to a special episode of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. This is being recorded in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, and we're going to talk about how it's affecting the process. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host... Jason Lavoy. All right, welcome to another episode. This is a special one, and I'm a uh, in a in a weird way. I'm kind of excited to do it because, as you know, I have a lot of special guests on guest experts to talk about different aspects of divorce to give you some insight into how it all works and plays out, uh, and and give you some tips and advice other than hearing it from me, but. Every now and then, I do enjoy doing some solo episodes, and this is a good opportunity, I think, for me to kind of spend some time with you. Uh, my almost six-year-old daughter is uh, watching a movie, so it's one of the few moments of the day right now that I can actually uh, have alone and and do this recording because I am in the midst of... Uh, In addition to being an attorney and divorce coach, I am now my daughter's uh, kindergarten teacher and my wife is also working from home. So it's a crowded house and uh, a lot of different stresses. Uh, And that's part of what I wanted to talk about with you all tonight is, wow, um, this is being recorded in uh, May 2020, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. And uh, we have been going through... Um, a good couple of months now of the covid nineteen pandemic uh, it 's a crisis that we 've all been dealing with um, in one way or another and when you 're in the middle of a divorce, uh, it just magnifies magnifies everything um, and creates more frustration in an already frustrating process right I mean before the lockdowns and before the the whole Pandemic became a pandemic, you know if I asked the majority of people who were going through a contested divorce how it was going um, probably the most common response I would get is well i don't i don't understand what's taking so long. you know six months have passed, and nothing has happened and these are people with attorneys and without attorneys, and they're dealing with the family court system and and that's usually my answer is well you're you're working through the, you know, your case is getting worked through the family court system and the family court system, unfortunately is less than ideal. Um, that's a nice way of putting it. And you know, it takes a long time excruciatingly long sometimes, and then add to it when one of the parties, um, wants to draw it out and, you know, make it longer and, you know, prolong the suffering, um, and because whether it 's they're being vindictive or you know trying to get revenge or whatever the reason it doesn 't matter, it just takes one uh, to slow it down and and there 's not much that the other person can do about it except deal and that 's the most frustrating part of all this is uh, managing your emotions. Um, I have a client who i 've been uh, working with for a while and And she's still living in the same house as her soon-to-be ex. Um, They have two children together. And, you know, she's not alone in the fact that when you're, it's hard enough when you're living under the same roof in a divorce. It's hard, uh, very hard. um, And managing those dynamics and those emotions that go along with that. And now, because everybody's quarantined and you can't go anywhere, A, because there's Really, not much open and b you know we're we 're told to stay at home and people are working from home uh, if they're lucky enough to still have a job that everybody is under the same, under the same roof even more now um, and I can tell you from personal experience that that 's a a a much different dynamic than we 're all used to you know I have ever since my daughter has been born i don 't think there's been more than two days maybe three in a row where I've spent, you know, almost every minute with her. Um, usually there's, there's some breaks, you know, she goes to school and activity, um, whether it was preschool or daycare, I go to work. Um, we weren't together 24 seven. I've been together with her 24 seven, uh, for now almost two months. And I love my daughter. Don't get me wrong. I love her to pieces. Um, but wow, it's tough. It's tough. I'm just telling you. I'm just being honest. Um, she knows now how to push all my buttons. You know, I talk about that with you and your spouses dealing with narcissists and, you know, the fact that narcissists, uh, they want to get a reaction out of you and they know how to push your buttons and it's, it's all a game to them. Well, wow. My daughter, my, my almost six-year-old, she can sure push daddy 's buttons <laughs> and uh and it works almost every time um, so that 's something i 'm working through, but you know it's like we weren 't designed to spend twenty four seven with our with our children with our spouses. We all need breaks that 's just human nature um, and when you don 't get them, uh interesting things happen um, but i 'm happy to say like all in all. Uh, I, I'm I'm in a good spot, um, and my family's in a good spot in the, in that sense. And, and other than the you know daily tantrums and uh, uh, minor things, you know, I would put in the minor column. We're all doing well, and but that's not the same for everybody. And if you're going through a divorce and you're listening to this, and one of my clients who I was just referring to, who's still living with uh, her soon-to-be ex, and they can't stand each other. And now they're together uh, under the same roof, almost 24-7. Can you imagine? Uh, and that's just one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, in this episode, was how this, how this crisis uh, just creates more crisis uh, when you're going through a divorce. First of all, let's talk about the courts. The courts practically have shut down. Um, now they're starting to open up now and do more virtual hearings. And things like that, but uh, anybody who ever's you know who's ever been in a courthouse, um, especially in New Jersey, and and I think it's safe to say in in most of the courthouses around the country, uh, it, it, they're they're not you know the most uh, up to date in the in the tech area. Uh, it's taken them a while to kind of figure out uh, how to even do a, a Zoom meeting or. Um, that doesn't work half the time, so they're just doing it telephonically, and the sounds terrible. But they're 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 trying to get things up and running as much as possible. The courthouses themselves have practically uh, been closed, um, and you know the family court system has just gone from a slow, what was slow before this whole lockdown happened, even slower now, um, almost not moving at all. Um, and I was talking with. I was talking with another family law attorney the other day, and we were discussing it because one of the big issues that happen uh, when you have two people uh, cooped up together who don't want to be cooped up together, uh, but have no other choice and nowhere to go, uh, is there's a rise in domestic violence. Um, And that is, I think, one of the unfortunate byproducts of this whole pandemic, uh, is that there's been a rise in domestic violence. And then the question is, well, what do you do if you're a victim of domestic violence um, in the midst of everything being shut down? Do you have any options? Um, and the answer is yes, you do. Um, because although the courts have been, for the most part, closed, businesses are closed, can't, You know, most stores are closed, uh, the law... The law itself is open, um, especially for emergency purposes. Uh, the police are working uh, they are there um, and they are to be utilized when necessary um, and when you are when your safety is in is being threatened um, in any way and you feel that your safety is being threatened, you need to take advantage of the domestic violence resources where you live. And every state, every county has their own resources. Uh, so if you're not familiar with them, become familiar with them if you think that you even have a chance of being uh, a victim of domestic violence. You know, the police uh, are there to protect you. Uh, the courts, uh, from a domestic violence standpoint, are there to protect you. Uh, co- judges are available Even before the COVID-19 crisis, um, let's say it was one in the morning, right? Everything shut down normally at that time. Courthouses aren't open at night like that. Um, But if there's a domestic violence incident, a judge will become available uh, almost around the clock to hear an application for a restraining order uh, to protect your safety. Okay. So it's really no different now. Judges are available if you need them. Uh, for restraining orders, uh, or, you know, everybody, every state calls, you know, their domestic violence uh, procedures something different. So in New Jersey, it's called a restraining order. Uh, That's what you would apply for if you felt you were a victim of domestic violence. Other states call them orders of protection. Every state calls them something a little bit different. But by and large, you know what I'm talking about is a restraining order to protect you. So those are available, and you need to keep that in mind if you find yourself uh, and your safety in in danger, okay so that frankly, that's my my biggest my biggest piece of advice, no, or not advice today, but I just don't want you to forget that, and always remember that is that um, that has not shut down, and that is available. Hopefully, you won't need to avail yourself of the police. Uh, and a domestic violence judge. Um, But if you do, please do. Um, And one of the best ways to understand and and be ready for uh, something like that to happen is to prepare. Okay, Again, in my divorce coaching for divorce, I talk about preparation and how important preparation is and how I think it's the most important part of the whole process. And if you prepare properly ahead of time, if you have the chance to and you take advantage of that opportunity and the time, then you will save yourself a lot of money and a lot of headache going down the road throughout your divorce. Now, same same can be said about domestic violence. Um, if you don't know or have a plan of what to do in the unfortunate circumstance where you find yourself a victim of domestic violence, then you're going to be in trouble and it's going to be harder for you to figure out what to do. So, have a plan, have an emergency bag all ready to go just in case. If you ever need it, you can just pick it up and run out of the house, and it will have things you need for the next 48 hours to survive. Okay? Change of clothes, um, phone chargers, whatever you need um, for 48 hours so you don't have to worry about those things while you figure out where you're going to stay and. How are you going to get some protection and things like that? Have a have a list of different options that you can pursue if you need a domestic violence uh, safe haven, whether it's a shelter. Get a list of shelters in your area just so you have them, just so you know. Um, doesn't mean you have to use them, but just so you know where they are and the contact information have a list of friends or family that you can go to in a time of crisis where you can sleep there on the couch, on the floor, wherever, as long as it's a roof over your, a safe roof over your head. Um, talk with these people ahead of time so you know that you'll be welcome and that you can call them anytime if the need arises. Remember, these are all like emergency uh, contact situations. So it's not that you're going to use them, but in the case of an emergency You know, break glass, you will break the glass. So be prepared. Just have a plan is the most important thing that I can think of um, right now. Because in the middle of a crisis, if you're afraid for your life and you're trying to run, um, you don't have time to think about these things. And you don't want to be thinking about those details at that time, right? You'll have other more pressing issues like a safety to worry about. So uh, have the bag ready, know where you're going to go in the case of, a, of an emergency, and, and then you'll be at least ahead of the game uh, in that respect. So that's kind of a long-winded way of just saying that while we're all dealing with this lockdown and stay-at-home orders, um, more there is a rise in domestic violence. Um, and just think about it. You don't even need to be uh, uh, an expert to understand why that would happen. Unfortunately, uh, hopefully, that's not happening with you. But if it is uh, and you do need help, always feel free to reach out, whether it's to me or another expert or somebody. Uh, but my biggest piece of advice is to have a plan. And what else? I mean, this this whole thing has just been crazy. Um, You know, your divorce, unfortunately, will probably take a back seat uh, once everything opens up again and the courts kind of open up again. The family court system uh, will function and remain open, but uh, if you thought it was slow before, it's probably going to be even slower for a while uh, as things reopen. And then, of course, when things reopen, depending on how all that goes— You know, there's a lot of discussion out there about reopening, uh, and depending on when you are listening to this episode, um, this may be well enough in the future. where we already know what happened, but as of now, we don't. Uh, And there's a lot of talk about when, when we, when we reopen, will the, you know, number of people getting sick start to go up again? Which is almost uh, undoubtedly what's going to happen. But the question is, how much? Is it going to go up again? How many more people are going to die? And how will our healthcare system handle that uptick in numbers once everybody starts going out again? Um, And, you know, right now it's the end of May. Summer is upon us. Memorial Day is only a couple of weeks away. And people are chomping at the bit. And I mean chomping like ravaged dogs, Um, uh, you know, wanting to get out there and enjoy the nice weather. And I can't blame them. I mean, I'm one of them. Um, but I'm also very cognizant of how contagious this thing is, um, and so when people ask me to wear a mask, I have no problem doing it. It amazes me that the people who don't want to wear masks when they go out into stores um, and they're pushing back, how dare you tell me to wear a mask? I, I just, frankly, I don't understand that. Um, it's not a liberty issue, if you ask me. It's a health safety issue, and uh, by now it should be pretty, pretty much clear uh, that wearing the mask is not to protect you it's to protect others from you because you could have coronavirus not know it because you're not feeling any symptoms but you could still spread it so that is the purpose of the mask and that that is why i have no problem wearing it i want to wear it because god forbid i don't want to get anybody else sick if i do have it um but luckily so far i felt no symptoms and um I don't think I have it, but you never know. That's the that's what makes it so scary is that you could be asymptomatic and still spread it. And, and that's what's happened uh, in 2020 here. So just be careful. Uh, again, depending on when you're listening to this, um, this could be months later and we know what will, hap- what will have happened. And hopefully it's good and not bad. But um, just take care of you and your family and those around you. And we will all get through this together. I do believe that. Um, And as for your divorce, you know, continue pushing ahead. What I've been telling people, and of course, this is hard when you're dealing with somebody like a narcissist who doesn't really want to get this over with. Um, But this is a good time because the courts aren't going to really help you right now. Try to... Try to, get, try to resolve some things on your own, whether it's between you and your spouse directly, between your lawyer and their lawyer, um, whatever. Go Going to a mediator. You don't need a court to tell you you can go to mediation. If you both agree on a mediator, you both can do it yourselves. And I always encourage that. You know, The court, remember this, the court is only there if you two can't agree. Uh, and unfortunately, often, I'm dealing with people who are in divorce situations where they can't agree. Um, but now is a great time, no matter what side you're on, uh, to try to resolve things so you both can move on and get past this and move on to bigger and better things, right? There's bigger fish to fry out there than you two getting divorced, but it does take two to settle. Uh, so, you know, all you can do is try and again, um, try to think without emotion, Think of it as a business transaction. Um, And if you're dealing with children and you can't agree on parenting time or custody, think about what's in the best interest of the children. What would they really want and what's best for them in the long run, right? Two parents who love them, uh, who want the best for them, um, and hopefully can be flexible uh, on how to achieve that vision. Um, That's really all I have for now. I can't believe, frankly, I've talked for almost 20 minutes uh, by myself. I don't even have water in front of me, and usually I start getting really hoarse right about now, and I feel that little tickle in my throat. Uh, so, if you lasted this long, God bless you, um, and, and thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Again, I love talking to you. Um, I don't get to do this as nearly as often as I want because I I've been lucky enough to have such great guests to interview and, and put on the podcast for you, but. If you're interested in any divorce coaching for your personal situation, whether you have an attorney or not, I work with people who have attorneys. It keeps their legal bills down. I work with people who don't have attorneys, and I teach them how to represent themselves in their divorce. No matter what your situation, if you're looking for a help, contact me, Jason, at JasonLavoy.com, and I will be happy to work with you. You can find out more about my coaching programs on my website, JasonLavoy.com, and for now all i can ask is for you to be healthy be considerate and we will get past this and get back to some sort of normalcy it's just a matter of time i'll be talking to you two to you guys real soon Um, be strong act confident and stay positive i'm jason lavoy aka the divorce resource guy and i'll see you real soon